Hello, welcome to another episode, part of the wonderful series called Teleministry, Isaiah 61, verse 9. We're beginning part number three. Remember, in Teleministry, it's an educational series of working through slowly, diligently, the scriptures, the words of spirit and life in an amplified form with stories to back it up. You don't get this normally from teachers of the word of God. They're much faster paced, not even in Bible studies. Many Bible studies are denominational or they're directed towards one sex or one age group, but not to the realm of the spirit. Because most people don't understand the words of God as words of spirit and life and truth for the spirit. They have not yet learned and gotten the information spiritually of how to read the Bible from a spiritual context. They're still keeping it out in the realm of the soul. The realm of religion, denominations, divisions by sex, color, race, culture, maybe from ancient days. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're also brought from a, a particular early form of the church. Mm -hmm. That got formed back in the Roman days. Mm -hmm. And they're still there. They haven't yet advanced into the realm of the spirit. So welcome to part number three of the wonderful new educational series and its new format of teleministry. I'm Pastor Deborah, as I said, and we're beginning part number three. I'm recording to you out of my living room. Oh, yeah, it's back there. Whoops. And I'm using Zoom Pro and a motion video by Pixabay. I do not use a green screen. I know they're good. They make me look clearer. Strange things don't happen to my hand, like disappearing or around my hair. I am less fuzzy and the words. But let me tell you, when you have a busy life, you have lots of recordings to do. I spent most of my morning getting new videos ready to be premiered next month takes time. Then I have lunch, a household to do, mm-hmm. studying, editing, reviewing, uploading, recording, then just everyday life. That's right. So welcome to my living room. But really, we're in the realm of the spirit. Your spirit has been brought to the Garden of Eden on your planet. That's right. Pastor Deborah has been granted permission to expand to other galaxies, other star systems, other planets where there are living creatures. I don't know where they are. I don't know how far away you are. But the father of these words, he does. He wants to talk to you and reach you, teach you. Help you to become a disciple, a student, and a follower 
of his words. Because when you learn about him, you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you come out of that slavery of ignorance, and darkness, and confusion, bewitchment, and out of the lust of your soul, the lust of its eyes and flesh, and its very pride of life. And you come into the realm of the spirit, and your spirit becomes revived, born again, brand new, just by believing in his son, Christ Jesus, who came in dirt, yeah, went to a cross at 33, and then on the third day, he arose out of the grave, glorified in a new creature. And that's what he was showing us is the pattern for us when we believe death and resurrection, new life. So welcome to everybody here in the garden, the very place, Eden, the very pleasure and delight of the Lord God. And you see this video, it is showing us his rays, his light, his spirit shining on us. Bringing us his truth and knowledge. So we're going to begin first with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to teach. To babies and students, people far away in other galaxies. Thank you for taking us into the realm of the spirit. By your Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing us words of spirit and life for our spirit. Thank you for teaching us in this program called Teleministry. And thank you to Zoom Pro and Pixabay. We thank you. And thank you, Father, for your word of spirit and life that had been given to us long, long ago. And this one that we're working in from the Old Testament, an Old Testament prophet named Isaiah. You talked to him a lot. You took him on spirit trips. Mm -hmm. You spoke and he wrote. And we are now hearing you through his words and his adventures and experiences with you. Thank you for amplifying, putting your Holy Spirit on these words. In the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. We were working through Isaiah 61 and soon Isaiah 62, which are the foundational scriptures that I, Pastor Deborah, had to study and learn about him to help you. That's right. I had been a licensed clinical mental health counselor desiring to help people. The only way I knew how was the way of mental health counseling, the way of the world. Medicine, diseases. And I had to study to learn another way, the Lord's way, the Lord's realm of the spirit, where his words are spirit and life for our spirit, our forever person. He put me down in these scriptures, Isaiah 61 and 62. They became his heart's desire for you. And him, his prophetic words for you and him, and his love shown in action 
for you from him. So we were working through Isaiah. We've gotten to verse number nine in Isaiah 61. This was part number three. Isaiah 61 verse nine is this. I'll read it in sort of an amplified version. So you can begin to understand the spiritual. And we're going to open it up with some other scriptures. Verse 9. And their spiritual seed shall be spiritually known among the spiritual Gentiles. Comma. And their spiritual offspring among the spiritual people. Semicolon. And all that spiritually see them shall spiritually acknowledge them, comma, so that they, these spiritual seeds of these, you, of the everlasting spiritual covenant of his people, which the Lord has spiritually blessed, they will see you are blessed. Your seeds are blessed. You are in a covenant with this God. And even your offspring. Now that has a lot of different meanings. And we have been working through them. And I was led to go to some other scriptures to help us. What does that mean, be spiritually known? How can we produce spiritual seed? How can we give it to our offspring? Well, I had to study planting. Trees, fruit, seeds, offspring. I had to study what spiritual Gentiles were. What did it mean to be spiritually acknowledged? What did it mean to be blessed, be in partnership, covenant, in an everlasting covenant with this God? I had to study all of that just to understand verse 9. And he is telling us that his people, yeah. They were going to be known. Mm -hmm. So let's look. We had been working through some scriptures. And we're going to pick up in Isaiah 52. Verse 12. Out of the authorized King James Bible. Verse 12. This was part of my learning a new way of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. I don't fast the way most people do. I had to learn how to. Let go of and cleanse my thoughts of my spirit. There's some great stories about that. Verse 12, for you shall not spiritually go out with haste, nor spiritually go by flight or fear. When I go out to you, I should not be in a hurry. I should not be fearful or frightened. Even though I'm in the kingdom of darkness. When I go there, I must be prepared. I had to train like a special forces military soldier. Special ops, Navy SEAL. Prepare, train. How do I do that? I watch movies. I read the Bible stories. I pray for help. And I have to trust God that when I go into that other land, it's warfare time. So I had to study. Warfare. And the Lord is telling us here in verse 12, for the Lord will spiritually go before me. The God of Israel will help me. He will travel in front of me. 
clearing the way, and he will be your rear guard and your protection. How you see that is it's played out in the movie, The Lord of the Rings. I think it's the two towers where Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White. But he goes in disguise as still Gandalf the Grey to a king of Rohan, who's been under a spell by the wizard Solomon. Well, when he's walking in, he told the guys he needed his staff, which to a wizard was his armament, his weapon of war, power, and authority. That was his scepter. The other guys gave up their weapons. Mm -hmm. The dwarf, the elf, yeah, and the man. Mm -hmm. So as Gandalf the Grey, covered in a grey cloak, was walking toward the king of Rohan, all the dwarf and the elf and the man kind of battled the king's soldiers, knocked him out. So Gandalf could walk straight up to the king, who was under a deep spell in darkness. And that's what I learned, how God is, he will help me. If I will walk, go with honor and knowledge without fear or flight to go where he wants me to go. I knew he'd be my rear rear guard, just like that in the movie. Things trying to sneak up. Mm -hmm. He would go in front of me. Now, what did that mean? I had to know he was there. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn all this. So I could be spiritually known. But it wasn't me. They had to see him. So now let's go back to Isaiah 58, 9 through 14. Pick up in verse 9. When I do all this, I'm told, then shall you, O spirit being, forever person. Shall you spiritually pray, petition, call on me. I, the Lord, shall answer you. You shall cry spiritually. And I will say unto you, here I am, Pastor Deborah. Does he do that with you? He says he will. Only when you've done certain things. When you are spiritually like Gandalf. If you take away, Pastor Deborah, you little ones, from the spiritual middle of you, from your spirit, the yoke, the heavy burdens, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. If I get all pride out, jealousy, envy, bullying. If I get all that out of my spirit, I am doing well, he says. Now that takes us to Psalms 12, 2. Verse 2. They speak, God says, these spiritual ones, vanity. They are empty and fruitless words filled with pride. Everyone with his neighbor. We see that in politicians, business owners, men, mothers. People out on social media, their words do nothing. They're not spirit words. They're only speaking from soul to soul. They will not help the spirit. 
They're fruitless words for the spirit. They flatter with their lips and their tongues speak, speak proud, haughty things, lies and deception. They'll get right on the camera and lie to you with a smile. Mm-hmm. But he is saying, don't be like that. You must take that away from you spiritually. And your soul must be transformed from that also. Now we go to First Samuel. It was also an Old Testament prophet. Psalms was written by King David, the second king of Israel. First Samuel was written by Samuel, an Old Testament prophet. And 2, 3, verse 3. Spiritually talk no more spiritually exceeding proud things. Let not arrogance come out of your mouth both in the spirit or your soul. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him your actions are weighed. Don't think you'll get away with anything. God's a God of judgment. He'll judge your soul, your actions, your lives, what you do and why you do it. Even to the killing of babies in the womb, bombing other nations because you're afraid. You want what they have. And then you threaten other people. How dare they interfere? God will judge. So we're learning mm -hmm, about more about Isaiah 61, verse number 9. And some of the things that we're going to have to do within ourselves so we can produce spiritual seed that others will want to hear and see. And we'll be able to produce spiritual offspring, both deeds and actions in others. That they too may be participants in the everlasting spiritual covenant with this Lord. Mm -hmm. So now let's go back to Isaiah 58. 10 through 14, verse 10. And if you, O spiritual being, the forever person, spiritually draw, bring out your soul from the light shining in your spirit. If you use your soul as a helpmate, you shine from your spirit to your soul. And you deny the soul its light of whatever it thinks is right. And you shine the light from your spirit to the spiritually hungry. For the spiritual agape love, light and truth of this God of the Bible. And you spiritually satisfy. You heal the afflicted, the wounded, the spiritually broken. And you bring forth fruit from your life that feeds and nourishes them. Then shall your spiritual light, your salvation, your righteousness, your glory, your healing, your new birth, your glory will spiritually rise up in you. It will come forth as a spiritual seed 
even in the land of obscurity, darkness and ignorance and confusion in the world. And whatever darkness or ignorance was in you will be as noonday, bright. The light will come and push away the darkness in you. Can you believe that? That is how expanded that one verse means. Verse number 11. And the Lord shall guide you spiritually, continually, by his Holy Spirit and his words of spirit and life. And will spiritually satisfy your spirit, your forever person, and your soul when it's in drought. When there's lack of living waters, lack of his words of life and truth. And it will make fat, healthy, strong, your spiritual bones. That which you stand on. That which holds one up. And you shall be like a well. Watered like a well-watered garden. That is well-nourished with life-sustaining water. That is fully producing plants and fruit. And is like a spring of water. One that continues to bring forth water, life, from deep in your soul and spirit. And is clean and cool and never ending. Whose waters are words of life and spirit. And they will not fail. My goodness. All that is what he's talking about. When you will shine and produce fruit for the Gentiles to see. You'll be guided continually. You will be satisfied no matter where you go. Even if you go to a church and there's no food there. Been there myself. And you will be a well-watered garden of fruit for other people to have and taste and see. To drink from your words, your actions, your offspring or your words, your actions, your deeds. They will, these Gentiles that don't know what you know yet will come to know that through you. Mm -hmm. That's what this verse is about. Verse number 12. And they, those who you set free spiritually from yokes of spiritual oppression, will go back to the Lord of the Rings. I think it's the two towers. Rohan, the king, was under a deep spell by Solomon. And Gandalf had to use his staff and cast out the spirit, the darkness, the bewitchment over the spirit and soul of the king of Rohan. We watch that on the movie as that is occurring. And Gandalf tells the king to breathe the free air. 
it's wonderful to see deliverance happening. Mm -hmm. You will do that to others. The yokes of oppression and bondage, where you no longer are in charge. Many politicians and nation leaders are like that. They're controlled by other people, other things. Mm -hmm. They're oppressed, they're slaves. And these things have been brought into your spiritual house, into your kingdom. A spirit, soul, and physical body. When you lift these heavy burdens off people, verse 12 is saying, and you've broken their heavy yokes and given your spiritual food, your bread, your fruit, his words of spirit and life to them, those that you have spiritually covered with hope, a white robe of righteousness, your word shall be for them. Mm-hmm. You watch that with Gandalf and the king of Rohan. When Gandalf threw off that gray robe, there he was, Gandalf the white. He had gone through death. Mm-hmm. Remember he fought that dragon, that demon, from the ancient days of the shadow, the bell rock. He died, but he said he was brought back until his task was done. But he was no longer Gandalf the Grey. He was now Gandalf the White. That's how we are when we're born again. After death, we come out white with a white robe of righteousness. Power we've never had before. With instructions to go set people free. And then... Do battle with the great Sauron, Satan himself. So we're learning that in verse 9, a lot of things have to happen to you in order for the Gentiles to know about you, to hear about you, be influenced by you, to be known that you are a fruit yourself. Of agape love. And you will then begin to spiritually build. And renew the old waste of the spirits. Of other people through your words and teaching. And their soul. Their broken and fractured. Places in their spirit and soul. You shall spiritually rise. Up. The spiritual. Foundations. Of many generations. And you. Your fruit. You first. Shall be spiritually called. The spiritual repairer. Renewer. Rebuilder. Of the breach. The separation between God. And all. Spiritual beings. The forever persons. Inside the dirt body. You'll be a spiritual restorer, rebuilder of the spiritual path, the ways to dwell in, live in, and think in. When you get all that done, then the spiritual Gentiles, and you start doing this, your reputation and influence the fruit you produce from your life, 
your offspring, your actions and thoughts will be known. And they will learn that you are blessed of the Lord. Verse 13. If you, O forever person, turn away your foot from the Sabbath, his ideas of rest from doing things your way. Mm-hmm. That's right. Got to learn that too. From doing your pleasure on my holy day. And call the Sabbath a delight. The holy of the Lord. Honorable. And you shall honor him. Not doing your own ways. Not finding your own pleasure. Not speaking your own words. Sabbath means rest. He said, I worked six days and I rested, which means at one point in the future, my work is done. I'm going to get what I want. When you get born again, you have to do things his way. Up until that, your soul is doing it or Satan is doing it. So let's end this teaching right here. We've covered a lot. We're still in Isaiah 61. Verse 9. Let me read it to you again so we can begin to see how all that we're learning about things that we have to do in our life and it has to and things that have to be done in us and through us. So that verse 9 is fulfilled. And verse 9 of Isaiah 61 says, And there, that means your spiritual seed. Your fruit, your actions, your words, your deeds shall be spiritually known among the spiritual Gentiles, the unbelievers. And your spiritual offspring, your actions, your words, your deeds among the spiritual people, the forever people. All that spiritually see them, your words, your actions, your deeds, your offspring shall spiritually acknowledge them. (laughs) That is not of this world, so to speak. What God do they serve? My God doesn't do that. And they will also spiritually acknowledge so that they, these spiritual seeds, these offsprings, these actions, these deeds, these words, represent the spiritual everlasting covenant with this Lord of the Bible. They will be learning to see him through you and understand his covenant with you through yourself. And that these spiritual Gentiles, they will come to say about you and this Lord and his covenant and his offspring, his fruit, That they are all spiritually blessed. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're learning. You have to first get a lot of stuff straightened out. Got to be like the king of Rohan. Set free from bewitchment. Mm -hmm. Got to have a white wizard. Like the Gandalf the White. Come into your life. Everybody knew about Gandalf. He had some supernatural powers. He wasn't normal. Like the dwarves. He was even more powerful than the elves. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even just a regular human being. 
He was something special. That's right. So you want to become like that so you can set people free. You have a lot of work to do in you so that this scripture, verse 9, can be fulfilled in your life and through your life to the spiritual Gentiles, those that don't know him yet, not in a relationship with him yet. So we got a lot of work to do in order for this scripture to be fulfilled in your life, through your life, with your life. That they will learn that you're blessed because of this God, of the everlasting covenant, the God, the great I am, the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And you are producing his fruit, his offspring, and you are setting captives free. Mm -hmm. And you're fighting the great one, Sauron himself, the great I. Mm -hmm. You have to be strong and fearless out there. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, all that desire to be in a covenant with you, everlasting spiritual covenant of life, and to wear a right robe like Gandalf, and become a true and powerful forever person that can set other people free, that their spiritual offsprings and seeds, their words, their deeds can be seen and known. People come to know you, Father. Help them to be birthed again through the cross, on the cross, from the cross, and out of the tomb. And put on that white robe of righteousness, new birth from you. Help them, Father, to then have a Hebrews 4.12, to birth their spirit from their soul, out of the captivity of the clay, the dirt, the earth, the lust of its eyes and the lust of its flesh and its pride of its life. Free the king, Father, to come forth and rise up and become mighty through you, with you, and because of you. All those that desire that, you just say, yes, Lord, I want that. And it's done. He won't force you with a sword. won't threaten you. He'll love you even if you choose not him. He's a God of choice. Mm -hmm. So, Father, be about your work. Fulfill Isaiah 61, verse 9 in their lives. Because you say, you only watch over your words and fulfill them. So we've got to get verse 9 in their lives. That theirs will become the spiritual fruit of your tree of righteousness. Your new birth. And they will produce your spiritual seeds. And bring forth your spiritual offspring of deeds and words. Deliverance and healing to others. The spiritual Gentiles. Father, be about your work here, right now. In every galaxy, on every planet, in your garden, let your presence come down and do what it's called to do. Bring life from death. Plant them as mighty, righteous trees. Come into an everlasting covenant with them. Take their name out of the book of death and write it in the Lamb's book of life. Father, be about your work. This is your work, your ministry. These are yours. Help us in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. All right, we'll see you 
in the next tele-ministry episode. We're still in Isaiah 61, verse 9. I have a little bit more of amplification from other scriptures to help you. Then we'll start verse 10. That's right. And then when we finish Isaiah 61, we'll go to Isaiah 62. Foundational scriptures. You must understand. Mm -hmm. So you be blessed today and I'll see you in a little bit on another one. Bye. Pastor Deborah from the garden in my living room. All at the same time. See you on the next one.